This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Who gonna check me, boo? Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and today I'm excited to be joined in the studio by our newest Below Deck Chief Stew from Below Deck Adventure. Please welcome Faye Clark. Hello, hi. How are you doing? I'm so glad to have you here. I love New York and I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. You So your show premiered a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. You've been, you know, riding on the high seas of of Norway. How has this experience been so far of doing the show? To be honest, the show was really difficult. There were so many challenges thrown at us, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Like, And I generally think after doing that season, I can probably do anything that's thrown at me moving forward. And um, it's just a great below deck. It's full of adventure and lots of challenges and very entertaining. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to know a little bit more about your background in yachting and how you what happened and how you kind of got to this place? Okay, so I was actually working in Dubai as a business manager, like makeup artist. And I was just like, I've got to get out. Um, I need a job where I can go to work in flip flops rather than stilettos. So I actually flew myself to Italy and I just walked around a place called Viraggio until I just met somebody in a coffee shop who happened to be an owner of a fleet of yachts. And I ended up working for him for nearly three years. So you were in that time, were you in the med working Yeah, there? so that was, um, yeah, I just flew myself from Dubai to Italy. And that's where my yachting career like took off. So I worked for him for like three years. I was managing all his boats. Um, I um, stepped up to Chief Stew pretty quick because I joined this industry when I was like 33. Mm. So I had quite a lot of um, like experience behind me managing people and things like that. So then my career just, went on and on and I went from chef to soul stew to chief stew to decky I covered everything really you've been a chef before oh yeah 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 (laughs) does that does that make it harder for you to work with other chefs on the boat because you you kind of have a little bit of absolutely because I think you know, when I was growing up, my house was always full of people. So like my brother would come back and bring all the football team or this and that. And it was always me that was cooking breakfast for them. So I'm used to dealing with a lot of people. It's just second nature to me. So when uh, chefs, um, you know, get very stressed at cooking poached eggs and things like that for like eight people, I'm just like, really, this is your job. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some chefs that are amazing, but, and it is a very high pressure job, but you know, if you're creative, you should be enjoying it, not being stressed at it, I feel. Mm-hmm. We'll get back to the chef dynamic a little bit. But so so you're in Italy, you're doing all of this stuff on the boats. How do you, how does Below Deck come onto your radar? Right. So after about four and a half years, uh, 
Below Deck came. Uh, well, basically, everyone I met was like, Faye, you need to go on Below Deck. There's this show and it's all about yachting. You'd be great on it. And it just seemed like everyone I met was telling me to go on it. Even like people from Australia and stuff were messaging me on Instagram saying, you got to go on the show. And at the time I was working on a beautiful uh, super yacht and the owner of the yacht was obsessed with, with Blow Deck. He watched it morning, day and night. And um, I was like, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. And I, I like, not auditioned, but I had like an interview um, with people in New York and LA and they were like, we love you. We want you to come. And um at the time, then I changed to another job where I was actually on like a fishing boat in like South Carolina. And I was so happy, so content. I love my crew. And I was like, do I really want to go like on below deck and, you know, like in Norway and just create like absolute madness in my life? And I was like, mm, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so that's me. That's me all over. I've heard people say before the idea of doing a show like this, that it's a lot harder to get in than it is to get out. So it's like, if you do one season and it's not for you, you could go back to South Carolina on your fishing boat. But it's like, you got to do, exactly. you got to take the opportunity. It's like what I said before, like once you do something like Below Deck, especially the adventure one, anything else is just going to seem boring, you know? <laughs> so that's why we we are addicted to the, um, the stress and the challenges, I suppose, that Below Deck throws at us. Had you ever worked in a place like Norway before doing this season? No, I hadn't. I hadn't. And that's what really attracted me to this particular series, that it was adventure. Mm -hmm. the, even the first day, like the preference meeting when it's like, oh, we're going to go to the caves and the hikes. I'm like, that's it. That's a lot. Normally you're just kind of like, okay, yeah, drinks, water toys, whatever. It's like, there's a lot that goes into it. Absolutely. Because it's not just that I have to get all the eight guests on to say a tender and get them to the the dark and then they have to go through mountains and hills and blah, 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 or whatever to get to the destination. But I've also got all the camera crew that I need to get there, them there as well. Everything needs to be on time. Everything needs to be captured. And it, like I said, it was full on. And I mean, hats off to the cameramen because they got some fantastic footage mm -hmm. and of the fields, the mountains and everything. And I mean, some of the excursions, I'm not going to give too much away, but the cameramen were literally hanging out of <laughs> trees <laughs> and like going down <laughs> rivers. So, yeah. I was even thinking on that, on the first charter, how they did the hike and the rappelling and the cave thing. And then like Casey and Kyle had to come back and just like, go back to work. <laughs> I'm like, I would need, I would be down for the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. You need to be so diverse in this industry. Like one minute, like say you're um, doing caving or horse riding and, you know, carrying everybody's bags and stuff. I mean, one time on Below Deck Adventure, I um, was sat at the top of a mountain for about six hours with everybody's luggage, making sure everyone um, got off the mountain safely. And then I have to go back, do amazing table decor, pour champagne, make beds, you know, talk to the chef. You just, there's, you just have to be like a Swiss army knife, I suppose. <laughs> mm -hmm. Do you think the experience of doing it on camera, like doing your whole job for the show, did it change your kind of work experience at all? Um, to be honest, because it was so demanding on the show and it was back-to-back -back charters, there were certain things that I let slide that I wouldn't usually in, on like a, mm -hmm. you know, um, in real life situation kind of thing. Um, but 
I don't know, it was just such fast pace and all I concentrated on and all I wanted was my guests to have a great time, whether that's like theme parties, great food, great excursions and everything else I was just going to deal with at a later date. So my guests came first before anything. Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of experience managing people, like you said, as the chiefs do. What is... What is the reaction when you find out that one of your stews that you're managing has chief stew experience? Um, uh, well, I did find out uh, that. And obviously you think, I, I mean, I'm human. You think, is she going to judge me? Is she going to be better at it than me? Is she going to be telling me what to do? But at the end of the day, um, like in on a blow deck adventure, Oriana, my second, um, (laughs) (laughs) such a touchy subject. Um, You know, she's 10 years younger than me. And I said to her, look, this is nothing against like you or I, at the end of the day, I'm 37. I've managed people for a long time. You know, let's just ride with it. And I just want us to be a team. You know, there's no, I'm higher here. You're there, blah, 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 blah. Just get the job done. I don't care how it gets done. Just get it done. Mm Mm-hmm. I think also it's it's like obviously there can be a weird dynamic of oh do you know how to do this better than me whatever but at the same time like you said it's about making the best experience for the guests getting the job done as a team so it's like the petty stuff of like I don't like to be told what to do it's like it doesn't really matter that much yeah absolutely and I said to the girls until I can actually physically see with my eyes where your strengths and weaknesses are no one's going to be a third or a second. We're just pulling together as a team. And then if I see that Casey's really quick at, say, table decor, she's going to do that. If Oriana's really quick at doing beds and heads, she's going to do that. If, you know, Casey's really good at interacting with the guests, then I'll put her up, you know, da-da-da. But until I saw, you know, how they were and how they um, acted and stuff, then I wasn't going to designate anyone anywhere. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the dynamic between Oriana and Casey having worked together in the past? We're already seeing just a couple episodes in that they are, uh, you know, not the biggest fans of each other, maybe. Honestly, I am constantly in the middle the whole time between like Oriana and Jess, Oriana and Casey. And as a chief stew, you are like the mother to everybody. You are um, like the friend, the, the, the leader, everything. So you're always in the middle. Um, I was always trying to keep the peace between them two because obviously, you know, two girls that age working so closely together, they're going to get on each other's nerves and they're going to come to me and complain. Um, and it's just, it's just life. If that didn't happen, it it wouldn't be life, I suppose. Mm -hmm. And you kind of have to be like, okay, so you're telling me this one thing, but there's two sides of the story. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've watched plenty of Below Deck. I wouldn't say I've been in that situation, but no. I'm like, I, you know, you, you start to pick up on the the patterns mm. season after season. <laughs> it's like Oriana would come to me, she'd go, oh, Casey is so slow. And then she'd walk off and then Casey would come up, Oriana is just so slow. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> You're like, please, somebody just set the table. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fast. 
I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want with tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences. Every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. So going back to you said you had some experience as a chef and that can kind of make, you know, your relationships with other chefs a little more interesting. Where does Jess fall kind of in all of the chefs you've worked with, like in terms of how she is at her job? Um, probably on par with most of my chefs that I've worked with. When you try and ask uh, chefs to maybe produce some food or some lunch and stuff off board, they don't like it because either the food can get cold, it's the presentation's not how they want it, um, it's, it's thinking outside the box, it's taking them out of their comfort zone and they just do not want to do it. Um, so I think, you know, most chefs don't like to, to, you know, like I said, um, eat off board, but as a person, I really like Jess. She's the same age as me. She's, she left home the same age as me as well. She's South African. I'm British. And we've just been like almost winging our way around the world, but doing it to the best we possibly can and to be the best people that we can, whether it be a chef, makeup artist, chief stew, whatever. And, um, no, she had a lot of pressure. She The galley wasn't very good. She burnt her hand severely. Um, you know, she's cooking for the crew as well as all the guests. Mm. And, you know, there wasn't much space. And 
you know, hats off to her. She did really well. Yeah, I think obviously on the show, sometimes when you're watching, they like to play up when things are a little chaotic or when there's a lack of communication. But like you said, it's not an ideal, it's never an ideal situation in this galley setup with the stew pantry seems to be. Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I my calves got so big after that season, just going up and down them stairs. Um, and, and also the galley was right next to the dining table. So whatever we said in the galley, the guests could hear it. So if there was like a big fight going off or like, I don't know, things going on fire, which there was, and, you know, the guests could hear everything. And there was so many times I'm like, just shush, just shut up, just shut up. <laughs> so <laughs> like, go, go fight somewhere else. Yeah. We've got, we've got dinner to serve. <laughs> mm, yeah. And on the last, the very last episode, it was a fantastic episode, the dinner service and everything, everything, the party was amazing. And um, Nathan is actually like dancing and singing around the galley. And I'm like, no, son, not to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got a you've got a lot of guys to to wrangle this season. Ugh, yeah. What was your reaction watching on that first excursion with um, Kyle and Casey? How did you? What was it like watching that episode, especially knowing that you're Casey's manager? On yeah, the boat? I mean it's cringy. It is cringy, and like Kyle is just him, and I think Casey's probably dealt with that many times before and I don't know the thing is you in that situation you try and be nice and put somebody in their place but sometimes you just have to be a little bit more firmer and I think that's what Carl needed but he was joking I don't know um but it's just not acceptable and it's very unprofessional as well mm -hmm. mm. and I think it it felt kind of unfortunate that the way captain heard about it was the guests oh, talking yeah. at dinner because then it was like this whole you know kind of through the grapevine yeah communication thing and I, I did feel for her i'm gonna let you into a secret there's so many times that me jess casey and oriana covered for each other throughout this show and so many times we got caught just by like the guests saying something just as they walk off the boat or the guests doing something and captain carrie be like what's that all about and we're like oh no we got caught. <laughs> so it's going to be really entertaining. It's, it's going to be funny. It's like sometimes the guests need to remember that they're not the ones on the reality show. Like you just oh. get, get off the boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. How did you find Captain Carrie to be dealing with crew disagreements and things like that? I love Captain Kerry. I couldn't have wished to have worked with a better captain. And if I get to work with him again, I'd be really happy because obviously he's Australian and, you know, Aussies, they're up for a laugh. They've got a lot of banter, but, you know, they'll tell you straight when they need to, like, come on, they'll crack the whip. I love the fact that as soon as we got on, we did health and safety training. Um, you know, C Captain Kerry would be like, all right, love that, you know, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden he'll be like, no, that's not. And I respect that. So, um, perfect captain for me and I hope we can work together as a team again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think f just from watching on all the different below deck shows, it's like to be a great captain, you have to kind of have that balance of being understanding, being able to get along well with your crew, but then also there is a time and a place to be a little more harsh. Yeah. I mean, when you're at the top or if you're a leader or a manager, it's always difficult because you do have to, um, you know, follow the rules and like make sure everyone's professional but you also 
need people to work with you and like you and respect you. And I mean, the list just goes on and on. So being a captain, you, you don't just have to, you know, be able to drive the boat and navigate and all that kind of stuff, but you need to be a people's person as well. Was that something as a manager of your team on this show, did that, did you think about that in the sense of like, I'm on camera, people are going to be watching this, people are going to have opinions and I don't want to come across as X kind of manager. Mm. Yeah. I think like when I was talking and like auditioning for the part, um, I think they thought that I was going to be like a huge, huge, um, how can I put it? Strict bitch. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> you can that. say whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, because of my managerial skills and background, but it's easy to be a bitch. Yeah. It's easy to be horrible. It's easy to shout. It's easy to just give um, orders, but to actually work with a team, get them to respect you, get them to work for you and with you is just a different way of managing. And it's like, Jess was screaming and shouting and being really stressful, saying in the galley and people saying, why are you not standing up to her? And I'm like, well, if I'm shouting and screaming and everything and she's shouting and screaming, it's just, it's just going to be an absolute like war in there. So you have to have thick skin and you have to bite your tongue when needed and then deal with the situation when everything's calmer. So I think that's something that I learned from my like managerial background. That makes sense. And I think with the, the chef, and chief stew relationship in particular it's like if that's not going in a good direction it's going to manifest with the entire boat yeah and also like you'll see that um casey and jesse's relationship become really close that it's almost like there's like teams and jess and casey team together but need to understand that also like chefs are in the galley all the time on their own you know Jess is there she can see us three girls we're out with the guests we're having fun we're doing table decor we're talking in the pantry and she's just down there on on her own kind of thing so I think she wanted to be part of the group but just the way the dynamics were she wasn't but yeah I think that's probably why her and Casey teamed up towards the end um but that's fine You'll see what happens. <laughs> she actually moves out of my room. I don't know why. I don't know why I did. But yeah, she packs her bags and leaves my cabin. You know, sometimes you got to get some space. Space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. 
Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. You said on Watch What Happens Live last night that you aren't a big believer in boatmances or that you don't think they last after yeah. the season ends is that based on any personal experience you've had or oh absolutely like <laughs> gosh deckies are just the worst they are oh no they i don't know they they're just their heart is like their brain i suppose they just want to travel and experience as much as they possibly can and take as much as they can and i just think a boat romance is just not ideal the thing is you know we all get lonely at sea and everyone, and these guys have needs and they're just like, uh, you, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like, are you past the point in your life and career where uh, where you'll fall victim to a boatmance or is it still, do you still kind of get those <laughs> those moments? Uh, well, he'd have to bring a lot to the table because I'm, I've got to an age where I'm really picky. So he has to be tall. He has to be clever. He has to be, you know, witty and confident and everything. Otherwise, I'm just not going to find him attractive. Mm. So, um, you know, I wouldn't say no, I don't give up. I'm very resilient. But um, last, I'd say, four years, no one's uh, float, floated my boat, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not not just like any deck he's going to look your way and you're like, yeah, sure. Yeah, No. No, I'm over it. <laughs> Sounds like a recipe for disaster. Yeah, yeah. We all give it a go, but no. <laughs> I feel like if you're going to stay in this industry long enough, you got to kind of, you got to up the standards a little bit. Exactly. You're right. Yeah, because it couldn't get much lower than what I've been. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I, I'm sure you're, you have taste. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are, is there anything like on this season, knowing that it's, um, you know, everything from the season is going to be airing on TV. Are there any moments that you're kind of like, I wish that had gone differently or like, is do you have any kind of nervousness uh, about stuff being shown? No, do you know what? I'm over it. I'm over being nervous about what gets shown and stuff like that. 
as like I said, as long as um, the viewers are entertained, they're laughing, uh, they see some drama, they see some action, and you know that they want to tune in for the next episode. That's all I care about. So if I do something embarrassing or whatever, have to take that on the chin. But before I obviously went for blow deck, I was so nervous that I wasn't going to do service right or you know, I wasn't going to do something correct and blah, blah, blah. And we all put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect. But in the end, we couldn't, like I said, we just had to do what was expected of us, make sure the guests had a great time. And that was it. (laughs) You're like, if something goes wrong, it's supposed to be an adventure. Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Is there anything um, on this season that you're most excited to get to watch and relive? Well, on the very last night, um, we all had a few drinks and stuff. And set, uh, there was one guy, one of the um, deckies said that he only had one ball. And the whole season, we were like, prove it, prove it. And he never did. And on the last night, he showed us. <laughs> but the thing is, we all were in like shock. We all closed our eyes. <laughs> so now we still don't know whether he's telling the truth or not. Because we were like, ah, closed our eyes, screamed. And then we were like, did you see it? I was like, no, did you see it? I closed my eyes. No, I closed my eyes. So that's, but the cameraman got it. So <laughs> we'll all find out I'm together. Not sure, I'm not sure any of us will know because I, I think Bravo will blur that out pretty heavily. <laughs> oh, but. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be a really funny, funny episode there. Um, what else? Um, something happened during paragliding that was shocking. Um, definitely will have the viewers on the edge of their seat there. Okay. Do you, if you were to do another below deck season, would you want to stay in like a Norway-ish kind of climate or are you ready for some fun in the sun again? No, absolutely not. I would would not go back to the Med or like the Bahamas. I would definitely stay doing action. So like maybe Alaska or I don't know, somewhere like that would be amazing. So I'm only going to stick to adventure seasons. Okay. Well, I'm I'm ready. The adventure, it's it's fun. We've we've had a lot of beaches. It's it's fun yeah, to get Yeah, we different. needed it. Yeah. Definitely. Well, Faye, this has been so great. Thank you for being here. Thank you. I've enjoyed I'm it. I'm so excited to see the rest of the season and everything you have coming up. Awesome. You better be because it's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> great. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.